This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the president of the state Senate reveals he has COVID-19 on the same day vaccines are delivered to Florida hospitals. The first shot was administered at Tampa General as the governor provided the play-by-play. This is, uh, I guess, patient zero for the state of Florida as it comes to uh, vaccines. So we have Rafael Martinez uh, will be administering the vaccine to Vanessa Arroyo. Vanessa is a frontline nurse in our brand new COVID unit. Healthcare workers are first on the priority list, followed by residents of nursing homes. Most of us will not be able to get vaccinated until February or March at the earliest. So doctors say it's up to all of us to stay safe until then. We're in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. We have Brady as our quarterback. Please keep wearing a mask, socially distancing, avoid uh, large gatherings when people aren't doing that. It is incredibly important. We're almost there. Florida's presidential electors convene in the state capitol to cast their ballots. The meeting of Florida's 29 presidential electors is now in session. You 29 men and women have been selected to serve as Florida's presidential electors. Donald Trump ended up with all 29 votes from Florida. Think of it as some game show where the loser gets what are described as some lovely parting gifts. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and check in with two Florida men who did not shame us. One paid off overdue power bills for more than 100 families. The other rescued his golf ball after it landed on the tail of an alligator. It is the ultimate Florida mulligan. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Tuesday, December 15th. It was on this date in 1791 that the first 10 amendments to the Constitution of the United States became law after being ratified by the state of Virginia. Collectively, these amendments are known as the Bill of Rights. This is also International Tea Day, National Cat Herders Day, and National Cupcake Day. The first COVID-19 vaccinations are underway in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis held a press conference in Tampa Monday where the first batch was delivered and the superlatives never let up. So here is the one-minute sunrise mashup for those of you who want the condensed version of all the hyperbole. Today was really a historic day. This is truly a historic moment. A vaccine that's 95% efficacious in such a short time is truly Uh, miracle of science. And this is a really, really significant milestone uh, in terms of of combating the coronavirus pandemic. This is 20,000 doses of hope. This is uh, a magic moment. This is the beginning to the end. It really is a miracle to be here today to helping administer vaccines less than a year of dealing with this pandemic. This is monumental. This is a game changer. It's a great day for for the United States. It's a great day for the state of Florida. This is game time. We're ready. And this vaccine coming out is a real triumph of science and teamwork and what the best minds can do. Talk is cheap. We say we're saying how great it is, but let's actually get some shots in arms. And truly, this is a thrilling day. Now let's delve into the details. Governor Ron DeSantis got things started at Tampa General by announcing the first doses of the Pfizer vaccine would go to five hospital systems in Tampa, Jacksonville, Broward, Orlando, and Miami-Dade. The first priority is protecting the healthcare workers who've been risking their lives to do their jobs. Here we are, uh, much less than a year. Uh, These vaccines have already been administered in Great Britain and Canada. They're now going to be administered here in the United States. Uh, And this is a really, really significant milestone in terms of, uh, of combating the coronavirus pandemic. I had the privilege to be able to actually sign for the vaccines from FedEx. We will have shots going in arms. 
We will have healthcare workers uh, getting vaccinated uh, much sooner than anybody would have anticipated just six months ago. John Coors is the president of Tampa General, and he says this is the beginning of the end of the COVID pandemic. This is truly a historic moment. I mean, just think about it. Less than a year ago, we were confronted with this awful pandemic. Today, we're sitting here introducing about 20,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine. And the way I've described it to my team is this is 20,000 doses of hope. This is the beginning to the end. This is monumental if you're sitting in our shoes caring for the patients that need us the most. This is like this is game time. We're ready. Tampa General Hospital has the resources, has the staff, has the supplies, now has the vaccine. We are ready and it is absolutely game time and we will not let down this community. We will not let down our team and we're honored to be one of the hospitals leading this effort. But even as they celebrate the arrival of the vaccines, healthcare experts are warning us it's not over yet, not by a long shot. Dr. Charles Lockwood is the senior vice president of USF Health. He's also dean of the med school at the University of South Florida. This is a magic moment. I, I was trying to recall something equivalent, and I thought back to when I was a kid and Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. And from a healthcare perspective, this is our, our magic Neil Armstrong moment. So this hopefully is the beginning of the end of this this terrible pandemic. Uh, I would not be the dean of the medical school if I didn't tell everyone to keep. We're in the fourth quarter. We're in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. We have Brady as our quarterback. Please keep wearing a mask, socially distancing, avoid uh, large gatherings when people aren't doing that. It is incredibly important. We're almost there. Um, but this Herculean effort um, is going to really make a huge difference and we will have a return to normality. Dr. Cammie Kim is a physician and scientist at USF. She's also a specialist on infectious diseases. She did not think vaccines would be available this soon. Truly, this is a thrilling day. And this vaccine coming out is a real triumph of science and teamwork and what the best minds can do. I was one of those supposed experts that was hopeful but a little skeptical six months ago, and I'm so delighted to be proven wrong. And I think that all of us should hang in there, continue to do everything that we can to protect our families and our communities, and work with all of us here in the healthcare field to help our communities and get out of this terrible pandemic. But anyhow, it's a very exciting day, and a vaccine that's 95% efficacious in such a short time is truly a miracle of science. It was also a huge day for Florida's Master of Disaster. Jared Moskowitz and his team at the Division of Emergency Management have been working nonstop since March to make sure there's enough protective gear at hospitals and nursing homes throughout the state. It really is a miracle to be here today to helping administer vaccines less than a year of dealing with this pandemic. It is a tribute to the frontline healthcare workers who are going to be the first recipients of the vaccine, the heroes that have been on the front lines dealing with this every single day. It's a bittersweet moment for families who have lost loved ones to the pandemic or families who have had folks in hospitals and have not been able to visit them. This is not the end. Uh, we have a long way to go. 
Uh, obviously, you know, it's going to take a little bit to get this out. We will continue to be aggressive. Uh, you know, folks continue to do mitigation measures as we, you know, get through this. But, you know, we're hoping at the division that as that supply comes, uh, you will see a, a significant robust effort uh, between ourselves uh, and the hospitals and the local partners at our, at our counties. I know my staff, uh, the staff at the Department of Health, uh, this is a big day for them. This is a big day for every emergency manager. Uh, at the local level, at the state level, every Surgeon General uh, in the country. Everything we have worked for uh, since March uh, has been, been building to this moment. And that moment was the first vaccination in Florida. Governor DeSantis provided the play-by-play -play in what he hoped would be a made-for-TV moment. Yeah, we saw FedEx deliver it. We say we're saying how great it is, but let's actually get some shots in arms. And I'm happy to say that you're going to see the first shot done right here, right now, uh, so you guys ready to go? This is, uh, I guess, patient zero for the state of Florida as it comes to uh, vaccine. So we have Rafael Martinez uh, will be administering the vaccine to Vanessa Arroyo. Vanessa is a frontline nurse in our brand new COVID unit. She's 31 years old, has been working at Tampa General for eight years. So we appreciate all her hard work. Thanks for being willing to step up and be the, be the first patient. And uh, this is exciting. Yeah, so exciting the governor walked out of the room as soon as the shot was administered without taking questions from reporters. Now, the first three shipments of the Pfizer vaccine went to Tampa General, UF Health in Jacksonville, and Broward Health. Advent Health in Orlando and Jackson Health in Miami-Dade get their vaccines today. While everyone was celebrating the first vaccinations, the coronavirus was on a tear in the Sunshine State. The health department reporting 138 new fatalities Monday. That increases the statewide death toll to 20,271. There were almost 8,500 newly confirmed cases of the disease, increasing the total to 1,134,383. Nationwide, the death toll just broke through 300,000. Next on Sunrise, Florida's presidential electors cast their ballots, and there were no surprises. But first, a word from our sponsors. You're listening to the Sunrise podcast from Florida Politics, and we are much obliged. As the number of COVID-19 cases are increasing, the potential collision of COVID-19 and the flu virus could lead to a new word Floridians do not want to use, twindemic. That is why Florida Blue, the Florida Hospital Association, and the Florida Medical Association have joined forces to encourage Floridians to get their flu vaccine today. Visit floridablue.com, fha.org, or flmedical.org to learn more and support a flu-free Florida. Welcome back to Sunrise. Donald Trump may have won the election in Florida, but the popular vote really doesn't decide the issue. It's the vote of the presidential electors that actually matter. Florida Secretary of State Laurel Lee presided over the meeting of those electors who are all loyal Republicans pledged to support the president. The meeting of Florida's 29 presidential electors is now in session. You 29 men and women have been selected to serve as Florida's presidential electors. Today, electors across the nation are participating in this very same process. Congress has set this day for the presidential electors in each of the 50 states and the District of Columbia to meet and name the persons for whom they vote for president and vice president of the United States. Each state will send copies of its electoral certificates of votes to the president of the Senate, who is, of course, the vice president of the United States, the archivist of the United States, and the chief federal judge of the district in which the electors are assembled. On January 6, 2021, 
the Vice President of the United States will preside over a joint session of Congress to open the certificates from the electors of each state. If candidates for the President and Vice Presidency have each received at least 270 of the 538 electoral college votes, the national election results will be official. Electors, Department of State staff placed on the desk in front of you two separate distinct ballots for electing the President and Vice President of the United States. Please listen to the following instructions carefully. Please write the name of your choice for President on the presidential ballot, then sign and print your name on the ballot. Please write the name of your choice for Vice President on the Vice Presidential ballot, then sign and print your name on the ballot. There was one complication. Senate President Wilton Simpson was chosen as an elector, but he had to bail after contracting COVID-19 and was replaced by State Senator Jeff Brandis. It did not change the outcome. The ballots from Florida's 29 presidential electors have been counted and verified for completeness. Let the record reflect. Donald J. Trump received 29 electoral votes for President of the United States. <laughs> Michael R. Pence received 29 electoral votes for Vice President of the United States. Well, congratulations, electors. You have done it. Within the next few weeks, you will receive a copy of the Certificate of Vote memorializing your service as a presidential elector for the state of Florida. On behalf of the state of Florida, thank you for performing your constitutional duty today. This meeting of Florida's presidential electors is hereby adjourned. The next step in the process is for Congress to meet in joint session next month and declare Joe Biden as the next president of the United States. Your calendar of events begins with a last-minute cancellation. Senate President Wilton Simpson had scheduled a media availability and breakfast with reporters at 8 in the Senate chamber. It was canceled after he tested positive for COVID-19. But hey, we get to sleep in, right? Trustees of Miami-Dade College meet at 8 in Miami. The governor, the attorney general, the agriculture commissioner, and the chief financial officer hold a cabinet meeting at 9 in Tallahassee. Trustees of the Florida Virtual School meet online at 9. The board of the Southwest Florida Water Management District meets online at 9. The Public Service Commission meets at 9.30 to talk about the cost of power for Duke Energy Florida. The Alachua County Legislative Delegation meets at 10 in Gainesville. The Citizens Property Insurance Corporation's Actuarial and Underwriting Committee meets online at 1 to talk about rates in 2021. And the Florida Department of Transportation is holding an online meeting at 5.30 this afternoon to talk about efforts to reduce congestion and improve safety at the I-95 interchange at Lantana Road in Palm Beach County. Talk about a bad lie. A Florida man who was golfing in Cape Coral found his ball sitting on the top of an alligator's tail. Kyle Downs recorded the scene as his brother snuck up on the gator and snatched the ball from its tail just before it jumped into a water hazard. Insert Florida man, gator golf. Down says he and his brother were not trying to antagonize the reptile, they just wanted the ball back. By the way, the gator is a regular at the Coral Oaks Golf Course. He's known as Charlie and is somewhere between 9 and 10 feet long. Finally today, a Florida man delivers a holiday surprise for 114 families in the Panhandle. He paid their overdue power bills. Michael Esmond, who owns Gulf Breeze Pool and Spa, spent more than $7,600 to settle the accounts, and holiday cards are being mailed to notify the families their bills have been paid and they won't be disconnected. 
Esmond did the same thing last Christmas, but he says this year it's more meaningful because so many people lost their jobs during the pandemic. That's it for today's installment of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics. Thank you.